Welcome back to another audio podcast from the Line Movers Network. As always, thank you for joining us today. You can check out all of our content on thelinemovers.net. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at the underscore LM Network for all your up-to-the-minute gambling needs. We appreciate your continued support. Hey, back from the week in NASCAR, Bristol Dirt last week here on Line Movers, plus on both uh, trucks and cup cars in the dirt, probably about a little too much. That thing was really, really, really weird. Obviously, the rain made Sunday night a four-hour race. A lot of trucks out with attrition. It's kind of like one of the plate tracks, one of the super speedways in terms of the number of cars we were losing, how we were losing them, and how things were going down. Attrition was a problem and some mechanicals. We had some cars get some dirt down through the filter into the mower and uh, blow up some motors at Bristol in the dirt race on Sunday night. So one of those races was just a lot of variability. I'm glad we didn't go too deep. And it went two and two on matchups in trucks on Saturday. We were right to go against uh, Buddy Colfoyd. Uh, we split that one. Uh, Derek Krause was right there with him in the standings, but just a little behind. Uh, Ankrum was a winner over DiMedetto. Eckes over Colfoyd. That was the best play. Eckes was a plus 130. Big time plus money offshore. And I was worried about even Colfoyd actually looked really, really good in that 51 track, that Toyota from the Kyle Busch group. Uh, the one we missed was Ankrum over Harrison Burton, who was slow all day. But Ankrum, who has good dirt track experience, was oddly terrible on the Bristol dirt. So just four picks and trucks, two and two. Up 42, uh, 0.42 of a unit. So for the whole weekend, we were up about 1.78. But man, the last lap on that Bristol dirt race cost us literally three and a half units. We'd have been a plus five and a quarter weekend, if not for what happens. Final lap, Tyler Reddick and Chase Briscoe are 1 2. Briscoe gets into the back of Reddick, spins him. Briscoe goes to the back, finishes 20th or so. Reddick spins, recovers, finishes second as Kyle Bush goes flying by to win from about 16 to 1 plus 1600 so it was still a good day we hit some top fives um did not hit the top threes because of the briscoe wreck top tens went okay um we had elliot and blaney there cheaply from barstool if you played that uh the picks at bally's if they continue to price what they're doing at bally bet and you're in one of the five or six states that has bally's as a provider i think it's michigan indiana Virginia, they might be out west, Colorado. There's a few places I've got access to it, uh, but Bally's was 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 really good. Those prices for top fives are real similar to prices for top threes everywhere else. So a ton of value at Bally's most week in top fives. Best matchup play of the week in my mind was at Bally's. Loved it. Should have shoved more in on it, and that was Noah Gregson over Al Geyer, who had never run a NASCAR race on dirt. Gragson at least had won a couple. We were into it for Gragson minus 110 for essentially a half unit there, but that ended up being about my favorite play of the week. Uh, winners on matchups, 3-1, and one. and the one we lost was the one we lost because Briscoe went from 2nd to 20th or so. We had a Briscoe versus Suarez featured matchup that everybody opened early in the week at minus 155 and went up to minus 2 and a quarter. Uh, before the race started. Everybody was on Briscoe, and they're right. He was the fastest truck pretty much all day at Bristol Dirt, but wrecked. Wrecked the leader, wrecked himself in the final lap. Um, had we been right, Tyler Reddick would have been a winner for us at 14-1, to one of our dart picks. We gave you that right after qualifying. A couple of the books didn't drop their prices after he showed some speed, and he was available there at FanDuel and some other spots at 1,400, 1,500. So you would have been up another 1.4 units had Reddick held on to lead there. So... Weekend goes from plus five and a quarter to plus 1.78, but another plus weekend on both NASCAR sports, uh, trucks, and cup from Bristol Dirt. This weekend we go to Alabama. It's Talladega, uh, no trucks. Xfinity Saturday, cup on Sunday. 
Arca as a warm-up during the day on Saturday. Not that we can bet that, but you might learn something from it. Or odds are we probably won't because Arca is pretty freaking terrible. Um, Talladega and Daytona. So we're going to ratchet the bet sizes way down. Uh, we're going to throw some darts. Mainly we're going to throw some early week darts to win. Obviously subscribers will get them, but we're seeing good prices on some guys we think are value. We'll probably throw out a half dozen, six or eight darts. And when I say dart, that's going to be probably tenth of a unit area uh, on some of these guys. Um, guys who are cheap in the line based on recent speed and guys who are good at, at, at these plate tracks, super speedways, um, like Briscoe. Um, Daytona was real Ford heavy. I know folks are going to try and drag some of the Atlanta data in from a few weeks ago, but what we learned at Daytona is Fords were, I believe, seven of the top ten. Uh, Toyotas didn't qualify well, and Chevys really weren't that relevant. Uh, they were in stretches early in the race. Reddick had some good laps, but this is not a place where I see like the Hendrick car is going and, just, and running away with this. As an aero track, Daytona seemed pro-Ford, and NASCAR was very worried after week one about how fast Ford was. So this might be your week to pick a lot of Fords out there in the 3,000, 4,000 area uh, for some of these dart picks. Early value we're seeing, um, mentioned Toyota's qualified terribly at these, would avoid them at least initially. Um, Reddick is 2,500, a bunch of stops. I would buy a little bit of that. Almarola is great at plate tracks. He has been. His rare wins have mostly been plate tracks, but he's stuck around 2,000. That's probably a little expensive. We may go with him in matchups. Uh, Chastain, he's already won once, much like Reddick. We assume he's going to win again or be fast. Best prices for him, 3,500 at Caesar, 3,300 MGM. Uh, Chastain, anywhere cheaper than 3,000 is probably worth a little bit of, uh, a little bit of money. Uh, Chris Buescher is always good at plate tracks. Again, like Almirola, they're really pricing him expensively. Twenty eight hundred is the best price. You see him as expensive as twenty two hundred. Uh, Stenhouse back to being cheap. He was bad this past week after a lot of folks put top put him on top tens. Thirty five hundred for Stenhouse Caesar. We like Austin Dillon at plate tracks. He's placed price the same. Uh, deep in the field. Daniel Suarez always seems to get to the front of these things. Um, part of its pit strategy, he is 6,600 MGM. I would throw a dart there, throw a dart Eric Jones, who's been really, really good at play tracks. When I say really, really good, I believe he's actually managed to finish top 15 or so, three of the last four. The problem with these is you can have one good finish and then a wreck makes you 40th. It's it's really hard to develop a good line with something with a really good R-square or statistical backing to make these picks. You have to kind of eye test it. People think Bubba Wallace is great at plate tracks, and he's really expensive this week. He's 1400 in most places. Um, so I'm looking for value. I'm probably looking for Fords. I'm looking for veteran guys who've had speed on these big tracks. I think we covered most of them, even with the back of the field, though. Um, Todd Gilland is a bargain every week, or at least it feels like it. Uh, he's 200 to 1. He's 20,000 at points bet. Um, buy a lotto ticket there. Buy a lotto ticket on Ty Dillon. He's in the same equipment as the Jones car. He's 125 to 1, 12,500 at Caesars and points bet. So we'll get you guys some dart picks there. The other thing that's intriguing, <clears throat> I'm going to apply the same strategy, but DraftKings is letting you bet on qualifying. And you have to hurry and get in on that. As we do this right now, it is very late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. Get in on these Wednesday. Um, all these guys I just mentioned to win the poll. Some of them are ludicrously cheap. Like we mentioned, Todd Gilland, he's he's been great this year. For a rookie, he's been way better than Harrison Burton. He's been consistent. He's not made a ton of mistakes. Todd Gilland is 500 to 1, 50,000 to win the poll. I would put a penny, one hundredth of a unit on some guys like that. There are several of those bets that are really, really nice in that 50 to 500 to 1 era because if you look back at the history of plate tracks, Daytona, Talladega, based on who has their arrows set up and, frankly, who's cheating the most – um, you've seen some real odd poll winners of these races. Todd Gillen winning a poll at 501 would not be a shock. 
Um, Justin Haley winning a poll at 100 to 201 would not be a shock. Um, even Harrison Burton, who we're making fun of, as a Penske-repaired car, he could be really, really fast. I guess the point is, paying for any car that's more expensive right now than 20 to 1 to win or 40 to 1 to win the poll is probably not a good idea. There's not a lot of correlation between the top teams and wins at these tracks. These are complete messes. I think last year at Talladega, the second race, all three Talladega races, Truck, Xfinity, and Cup, all had a first-time winner. Isn't that how we got the Brandon Brown, let's go Brandon nonsense? Anyway, there is not a lot predictable here. So what we're going to do, we're going to take educated long shots. We're going to take a few, a few matchups uh, later in the week. We've only got matchups right now from DK and C, so I see a few buys, but nothing that should move away from us too fast. And understand that qualifying at these tracks is meaningless. The guy who's on the pole never wins at Talladega or Daytona. That's really the big issue here. As long as you're showing at least mid-pack speed, this is all about drafting, and this is all about pit strategy. So what you're getting is don't overpay for the guy who wins the pole. Frankly, he may be terrible in traffic. We just don't know. And at least with the Xfinity side, they're dumping at least one of the practice sessions. So you're going to see even less of these cars on the track till they get out there and have the first of their several big wrecks. Again, 40 to 60% of these cars are going to get mulched in a wreck. So if you bet this thing this weekend, understand the randomizer is really, really, really against you. This is going to be a limited units week. We're not going to push hard because, man, after this week, we're going to see the tracks that are predictable again. The ovals, the uh, the road courses, we're going to see things that, which, that are really predictable and really fit well into my model and my modeling. And I, I'm looking forward to that right now because this is just some weird, weird, weird stuff. Uh, moving on the next next few weeks, obviously Darlington coming up. Uh, I believe that's a weekend or two away. It's May 6th. Trucks will be over there. Uh, but let's look at, look at some of these full schedules. There's a lot going on that's going to be easier to bet. So consider Bristol Dirt kind of an off week or a mulligan, though we were plus money. Uh, consider Talladega 1. Um, we're dabbling. We're going to be testing some ideas. We're going to be taking some chances, just looking for betting value. But we are not going to lay out a zillion units and a lot of real complicated bets this week. Early darts, qualifying uh, pole position darts from DraftKings. Um, the top 10 value not there from DraftKings. We'll see if uh, see if Barstool has any. Watch those Bally's top fives if you can get them. And hopefully we'll get some matchups that are really, really fun. There are some odd entries in both these races, both the Cup and the Xfinity. And I think we're going to get some real value matchups in Xfinity that will be given to us offshore from Bovada or BetUS if you play those guys and Ballets as well. So stick with me. Keep the units low this week. Early week darts. Look for some speed. Look to buy some stuff early before these lines move. And we'll see you more after the weekend on Line Movers. That's all for now. Until next time, be sure to check out our video podcasts as well on our website. If you have any questions or requests, send them our way at the underscore LM Network twitter page or visit the contact page at thelinemovers.net thanks for listening and all your support